Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Friday, March 11th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the end of the week Pisscast. Welcome to it. That felt like a long week to me. It did, me too. I feel quite whooped. In fact, like Wednesday, I thought it was Thursday, and the Thursday, I thought it was Friday. Yeah. And it just kept, yeah, it was just a weird week that way. I don't know why. Really, earlier in the week, I contemplated taking Friday off, and then I didn't, so I kind of had, like, geared oh, myself up see. for a four-day work week, so. Mm-hmm. But got nothing planned this week, and I'm going to just chill. Yeah. Have a couple whiskeys, maybe watch the new Formula One Drive to Survive season, which comes out late tonight. I'm going to Saskatoon to visit my boyfriend tomorrow morning, just for a quick 24-hour trip in Saskatoon, so... I got a text from my parents this morning who are still in Arizona. They said it was minus 31 in Saskatoon today, so... Yeah. So, uh... I'm not... That to look forward to. Yeah. We've got a Chinook blowing through here this weekend. It's going to be beautiful. We'll talk about that on the podcast today. We're also going to talk about The Batman, the new movie. Yeah. We're talk about how people walk. Shauna's got an etymology. We're going to make something sexy. We're going to talk about something that uh, COVID has been great for. A term you don't hear anymore, maybe because it's offensive. How to not look nervous when you go through airport security. This was a fascinating discussion based on a document you dug up, Shauna. Yeah, I don't even know how I found it, but... The baseball season has been salvaged, so we're excited about that, as are Buck and Pat. Hell yeah. We have a eulogy, but first, your Out of Context clip of the show. If you're listening to this in your vehicle right now, look around. Is there anyone else in the vehicle with you? Hitler is. If not, mm-hmm. maybe Hitler is. Ask yourself, am I a Nazi? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was chatting to a friend recently about things you were told as a kid that didn't turn out to be as intense as you'd thought. And we've talked mm-hmm. before about, you know, sitting too close to a TV, for example, or the most common one, quicksand, right? Everybody quicksand, was yeah. Quicksand. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, Those ones that have one been too. Memed pretty hard. Yeah. They have. Here's another one that my friend brought up, though, that I had never really thought about before: the presence of hard drugs. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, growing up, I remember thinking that everywhere I turned, there would be drugs. And I was thinking about this. I was like, it's true. Like I remember doing full out three piece poster board presentations about all the street names for every drug. And we had to present it to each other just to be fully aware of the drugs that we were about to encounter. Yeah. Like, and like everything, needles, pills, everything. Yep. <laughs> like I, I went into high school assuming that I was going to be offered, like drugs were going to be thrown at me and every man in a trench coat was going to try and offer me drugs. And everywhere I went, there'd be, there'd be hard drugs. And that really... Is, it hasn't been the case at all. No, it's not really like that, is it? It's not. Don't get me wrong. I know that we, like, drugs are an issue for sure. And of course. perhaps that's why they did it is to try and make you overly aware so that you were extremely hyper aware of it. But really, like... it. Maybe it depends, like, where you grow up. Maybe it's different. I don't know. Maybe. But, like, I, I can think of one high school party. Yeah. It was a crazy party. It was one of those that got way out of hand. And I, I went into a bedroom, and there was a guy who was, like, in his 20s. Shouldn't have been there. He was too old. And he was, he had, some, he had some cocaine out on the counter. And I was like, that was the first time I had ever seen yep. 
hard drugs, you know, and, and I don't think I saw it at a high school party after that. So No, and I remember the same thing. I remember very vividly the one time I saw it in a party, and it was a, I was actually going to pick up my front boobs. How's boobs? The boobs are great. Good to hear. Uh, but somebody was doing some drug on, on microwave, and I remember going to pick her up and be like, oh, let's get out of here. And that was the only time, like, yeah. I busted out. And was- the other thing that I think we were somewhat misled about growing up is how hard you would be pressured Yes. To try drugs. They're yep. like those presentations, you know, those PSAs. Peer pressure as a whole. Yeah, they're like, every, they're going to pressure you to try drugs and you can say no. Yes. And in reality, if someone's like, hey, you want some of this? You're just like, no, thanks. Yep. That's usually the end of it. Right? Totally. <laughs> so they're not going to like pin you down and make you do the drugs. Well, and that's gonna... it. Like I envisioned that the man in the trench coat was going to be chasing after, <laughs> you better do this. You know, you're like, whoa, okay. Or the man in the van, get in here and do Get in here. Drugs. We're doing drugs. Not, not candy. Drugs. <laughs> just, straight drugs. just like the blanket term drugs. Yes. What are you guys doing? Drugs. drugs. <laughs> yep. All drugs. All of it. All of the drugs. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really like that. You, people are generally pretty respectful if you're just like, that's not for me. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. That's, that's And they it. move on. And <laughs> they move on. They do their drugs. Yes. Yes. Again, though, the awareness is good. I, I've learned all <laughs> kinds of street names for every type of drug. So The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, with some nice weather on the way, Shauna, we have two orders of business here. Okay. The first is we have to name this Chinook. Oh, I'm assuming yeah. this is going to be a Chinook. For sure. Where it's minus 15. It's supposed to be plus five today. That's yep. got to be a Chinook. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we're naming Chinooks after stores in Chinook Center Mall. Yeah, real dumb. Real dumb. Yes. Um, and we're all the way down to T right now. We go alphabetically. There's been a lot of Chinooks. <laughs> Brett T. Yeah. So our options, Chinook TNA. Chinook Taco Time. Chinook Ted Baker. Chinook Tea Booth Wireless. Chinook Thai Express. Hmm. Chinook Tell Us. Chinook, mm. the body shop. I don't know. The, once to start with the, the I don't nah, think should I know. No, I'm like, just like, no. no. Chinook Tiffany and Co. Ooh, I like Chinook Tiffany. Chinook Tiffany. You have to say it like Chinook that, Chinook Tin too. Tin Dim Sum? Well. Oh, well. It's going to be pretty tough to top that, I, I don't, think. I don't think we Chinook can. Chinook Tommy Bahama? Top, nope. No. Nope. Chinook, Chinook Tin Tin Dim Sum? Nope. <laughs> Chinook Toomey? Nope. Should I just stop reading? Yeah. Is it Chinook, Chinook Tin Tin Dim Sum? is Perfect. Oh, that's a great Well, welcome Chinook Tin Tin Dim Sum. It's hard to even say. Yeah. But it's supposed to be beautiful over the next week, so it's going to be a good one. It's insane. Also, I was thinking, how big of a troll move would it be if we eulogized winter right now? Because it winter has not ended. No. Like again, this is one of those those fools springs, as we like to say. Fool spring is the first spring. Yeah, oh, okay. we're into like it is a fa- it's not a real spring, right? It's no, the, it's like but, one of the many. Oh yeah, like we're, there are legitimately two full months where we could get hammered with snow left. But if you ever bring it up that hey, maybe this is it, people get so mad. Oh yeah. No, we're not out of the woods yet. Nope. Not out oh, of the we're going to get another real dump. You just wait. Well, this is for them, Shauna. Do you think you could say yes. a few words about mm-hmm. winter 2021, 2022? We are gathered here today to remember winter. Seems it's ended early this year. With the incoming temperatures between plus 5 to plus 14. You know what? Old man, old man winter said friggin'. And I'm all for it. Winter's done. That's probably it for the year, she I'm gone. thinking. So. Yeah. See you later. We're never going to see any snow. Nope. Till next winter. Get your patio furniture. Plant mm-hmm. your garden. Yep. Time to <laughs> sit in the sunshine and enjoy this spring. It's great. Oh, my God. People are just like, yeah.
We're not no. out of the woods yet. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, big news for baseball fans this morning. We're getting baseball. We're getting baseball. We have a baseball season after a 99-day work stoppage. Yeah. In fact, spring training camp opens today, which is crazy because they just made the steal last night, but camp is open and, and players can report starting today, and they said that spring training will probably begin next week. And then it's going to obviously be shortened, but they say the season is actually going to begin April 7th. April 7th, so, and a full 162-game season. Games. Well, and that's only three days uh, short or later than it was supposed to be. Okay. So they're saying that they'll make up for that in doubleheaders and other games and stuff. So I was just reading through some of the details of the new collective bargaining agreement between the players in the league. Yeah. And there are some changes. Like, there's changes to the financials, like league minimum salaries, and I think the luxury tax on big spending teams has gone up. Yeah. Um, but even in terms of, like what the game is going to look like. There are some changes. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because they're saying that the playoffs are going to be changed. Now 12 yep. teams as opposed to 10 are, are going to get in. And the division leaders get a first round bye. Mm -hmm. Which it, I find kind of interesting because it seems to put a little less focus on the regular season games, which, I mean, there's 162 of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's good or... And I guess it puts more focus on it if you're one of the contenders to lead the division because then you can get a... A buy right through to the second round. I so it depends where you, where you sit in the standings. Yeah, you're um, right. The National League will now have a des designated hitter, which I think is awesome. Yep. Watching pitchers bad is horrendous. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's things like you know more advertising on on jerseys and decals on helmets and stuff. So there's more money to be made for the league that way. Yeah. But I mean, baseball fans are celebrating. We're going to have a baseball season. This That's year, the big thing for the big me. Thing. Buck and Pat are celebrating too. Sure are. Well, it is truly a beautiful night at the ballpark where we've just learned that the MLB baseball season has been saved. I've had a couple, I've had a couple to celebrate. Tabby did open a nice bottle of scotch that he was saving for this very occasion. I got a little nervous. I didn't think it was going to happen, so I, I, I got a crack it, you know. So we're here at spring training, anxiously awaiting the arrival of the players. I just can't wait to. <clears throat> See the players come through the dressing room again. Come on, Tabby, let's get you to bed. We don't want you to miss any exciting baseball action due to a hangover. I love you, man. I love you so much, Buck. I love baseball. I love the players. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I don't know how I stumbled across this, but it's this WikiLeaks document from the CIA, and it was talking about how to not look suspicious when going through airport security. So I got reading into this. Uh, that would be terrifying, by the way. Like, can you imagine being a CIA agent and having to get through security knowing you're not who you say you are? Like, just. Oh, man. That'd be so intense. Oh, my I know, God. Any of that stuff. Like, we're watching the Americans right now, which yeah. are about Russian spies living in the United States. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have ice in your veins. Oh, my like, God. And it says <laughs> things like, it, some obvious things, like, don't show sign of nervousness, which better, easier said than done. Yeah. Like, it's like they look for trembling hands. They'll look for pulsating neck muscles, flushed faces, that kind of thing. So make sure you don't do that. Oh, easy. Okay, cool. But also, they would notice my like meditative breathing to try to slow my heart rate, right? Like <laughs> The zen? What yeah, is he doing over there? Do chill. Uh, and this is kind of obvious, but it says be sure to make eye contact, right? Because that's one big thing. If you're not making eye contact, they see that as a big flag. But not too much eye contact. Because, exactly. Again, that's a big flag. Then too. you're overthinking it, right? They'll also become suspicious if you don't seem familiar with your passport so that makes sense uh, everybody who ever had a fake id learned that they right? sure did make sure you speak the language of the passport issuing country which again obviously mm -hmm. uh don't change your flight within 24 hours so this is one that even you know as normal people going through we should think about because okay. 
If you do that, that's seen as suspicious. Uh, don't switch lines in security either, because then, of course, it looks like you're avoiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, for luggage, it says make sure your bag amount is appropriate for the length of stay. Don't have multiple new items like alarm clocks or notebooks in your bag. And uh, they'll become suspicious if your bag is, for example, carelessly packed when you're supposed to be a business traveler. Oh, yeah. They'll look at that okay. and be like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. This yeah. is interesting, too. They say if your camera doesn't match your profile, like the traveler's profile, that's a huge red flag. So if it's a really cheap camera and you're supposed to be on business or you look like you're well off, they're like, this is clearly not wonder, your camera. I wonder if that's older advice just because now most people... It's true. Have their smartphone camera. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Um, other tips talk about specific certain countries, too. Like Japanese airports pay close attention to lone Western travelers because they could be drug couriers. In Iraq, they say any Kurdish passenger with a Turkish accent is flagged because mm. they think they're part of a militant group called the PKK. And in other countries, they say security forces actually will watch facial expressions. And they, will, they have cameras all around and they will zoom in on your face just while you're sitting somewhere while you're sitting somewhere or while you're in line for security and watch for any oh. nervous ticks jeez that's intense that is that's insane a, we got a call sometime one time from someone who worked at security at the airport and said they said some of the things that they look for like people they said people who are dressed flamboyantly mm. because sometimes they're supposed to be meeting somebody on the other side who they don't know so be like look for the guy in the pink hat Interesting. Or they said if there's a disturbance in line the next few passengers will be selected for extra screening because sometimes the disturbance is meant to like take the heat off the person behind them. That's crazy. So there was all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying that in other countries, they have a lot of one-way mirrors around and they're actually watching you too. And they'll watch for nervous ticks. I was just like, that's, oh, that's just going to make me even more nervous every time I go to the airport. Man, now. I would be so bad is at that too. Any- I'm just such oh, yeah. a bad liar. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because like my dad was a police officer. He was an investigator. Mm, so I never yeah. really learned how to lie because he would know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so you if, didn't even bother. No, like, so no. if I was a drug mule, they'd be like, are you bringing any prohibited things to the country? I'd be, I have drugs in my bum. Yep. I have them in my bum. You know what? Go over and take <laughs> them out right now. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. It's hilarious to think like, yeah, yeah, just don't sweat. That's what this document is like. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh. I'll just turn that off, I guess, because. Yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> it just seems so odd. Like, oh, okay, yeah, right, right. Shouldn't sweat. Good, not sweating. I don't know how some people do it. You know, like on the show, The Americans, like where you're. This, if you're a spy in another country, like the slightest mispronunciation of a word or something could give you away. Like in Inglorious Bastards, where the guy, he holds up the number three with his fingers and he does it the wrong way. And that tips off the people with him that he's yep. not who he says he is. Like there's the, the slightest. And like if you're spying behind enemy lines and the punishment is like torture and death. How do you, how do people do that? They're I just, don't know. Well, it's funny because uh, Cliff, my boyfriend's friend, he was an undercover guy. Now, I don't know. I don't think he worked with the CIA or anything, but he's just, he was going to extremely dangerous countries and blowing massive like drug operations and stuff. And he would, he would have to go away for months at a time. And of course he couldn't talk about the majority of what he did. But we got the inkling, like, he was in some extremely dangerous situations, and he was undercover. And I would I would love to talk to him. I think he was talking about potentially retiring, and I should look into when he does. And, of course, there's a lot of stuff he can't say, but right. I would love to talk to him and just see what he could oh, say. That would like, be the most interesting conversation. Yeah, because I remember his wife, the one time we were all together, and he had just had, had to go away again for several months, and they didn't know how long he'd be gone, and it was just like she course has they have two kids and she was clearly very stressed out because and probably can't communicate back and forth nope.
Nope, didn't even know where he was going. Like, just, <laughs> he was gone an indefinite amount of time, and... Yeah, any, like, undercover police that infiltrate organized crime, or, like, yeah, how do you... He how do you do some, that? I, I'll try and find out some more information, because, yeah, he... Some of the bigger drug busts and stuff that have happened in Canada, he was been, he's <laughs> been part of, so... That's intense. Yeah. You're cut from different stuff, I think. Oh, you... I don't know if you have fear. You know, like, you've got a... I don't know what you do, but yeah. you don't have that. Wouldn't be me. No. This guy pooped himself. <laughs> a couple of messages from PissCast listeners to read to you. This one is from Michael, Loyal Venus Head. He wanted to give some advice to my friend who has the really hot neighbor. Said, I was in the same scenario back in university when I moved into a basement suite in Saskatoon in 2005. Long story short, I started dating the girl from upstairs and have been together ever since. He said he's worried about his bad qualities, like the bathroom spray and stuff, but it also shows up. Excuse me, it also shows off his good qualities, assuming his house isn't a mess and he is pleasant around the place. It's a bit of all or nothing, though. If it doesn't work out, then you have to have a stalemate on who moves out. You know, I never thought of it that way, but it is kind of true. Like... That's the nice thing is, I mean, a lot of people, when they move in for the first time, there's a lot of things that you learn about each other. Whereas if you are already roommates or even like close like that, you'll, you'll Bit already of a dry know, run, you'll right? know some of the like quirks and stuff already, even before. So, yeah. I mean, that's good. That's not a bad way to look at it. And like Michael here, it's been with his hot roommate for yeah. <laughs> 17 years now by the sounds of it. It's amazing. Also got a message from our friend Marty, who has the skullet. Um, and he said, this is specifically for you, but he was too lazy to find your email. Okay. What is your email, Shauna? Uh, Shauna at x99.ca. Yeah, or sjefferson at harvardbroadcasting.com or sjefferson at x99.ca. Oh We've got a few. Oh my goodness. It's because my name is so hard to spell that they're trying to give people other options. Yeah, Marty spelt it wrong here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> He said, uh, she was talking about how she didn't want to do her five minutes of stand-up comedy. I feel if you ask your fans to show up and laugh regardless of what she says, <laughs> there will be enough people there to make it look successful no matter how it goes. Oh, it's like, I would go. I love stand-up. So, I mean, that's the... Uh, if you just pack the place with penis heads... It's true. Who, ...who cackle no matter what you say, then you won't feel bad. Another you, friend said you, you could just own dick, go on so. stage and just do nothing, right? Because there's, there's that type of stand-up as well where, you know, you just go and... I was like, yeah, but that's... It's a cop-out? Yeah, I feel like that's a cop-out. Do a piece of performance art? Yeah. Yeah? Maybe Five that. minutes, though. It's a long time if that's it doesn't a, go well. Uh, to, yep. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm getting nervous thinking about it again. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I mean this question in the most respectful way possible. Okay. Is PMS still a thing? I haven't heard that term in a long no. time. No, I haven't either. No. And you used to hear it all the time it's when we true. were younger. Well, that used to be a huge insult. Oh, she's PMSing. It was always in a derogatory way. Yeah, there'd yeah. be some like rat kid in your class who teacher was in a bad mood. Oh, she must be PMSing. Yep. Do we just not, do we have, is it that we have more respect for women now that we don't say that? I think so. Okay. I think that term probably just has soured on a lot of people, so it's mm -hmm. just not used anymore. Yeah. Is it still a thing though? Well, I don't know. Like... I always was confused because I, I didn't know if it was really a thing. Like, hormonally, people... Is it, is it just kind of like the discomfort that comes along with yeah. the cycle that... Like, that's always what I kind of... Which, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, you could tell that I'm tiptoeing very gingerly through this conversation. I don't... I, as like I said, I mean... Because it was used... Respectfully. In, meaning, like, people's, you know, emotional reaction, which is yeah. what I don't think is a thing. Like, I think... Yeah, I mean, there's cramps and stuff that go along with that which is unfortunate so 
is that still considered PMS? I don't know. I actually don't know about Okay. That. Okay. Sorry, well, I, just, I can't I'm help just, you out I, with this. You also noticed that that term kind of disappeared yes, because like you, said, you used to hear it everywhere and it was never meant it in a good way. No. Um, very derogatory. So yes, we've definitely removed that from our vocabulary, it okay. seems, but... Okay. Come. Thank you. DNS in 20 minutes or less. You know what this pandemic has been great for, Beckler? Hmm. Foreign film. Actually, yeah. streaming services as a whole have been huge for foreign film. Like, when you think about it, Netflix now constantly features these different series and films. And when I'm kind of surfing around and I click on them, a ton of them are in different languages and filmed in different countries. Well, we kind of ran out of content, didn't yes, we? Like, we did. outside of a, of a global pandemic, I don't know if Squid Games would have been, would have become the... I know. And that's what I was thinking of. And I was like, it became one of the biggest series in... Yes. It's like a, it's a cultural phenomenon at this it point, It is. Right? And so. it was filmed in South Korea. It was in Korean. Mm-hmm. So, And we all watched it and we were totally glued to this. Another one is Money Heist. I know a lot of people who were watching that. Okay. And that was filmed in Spain and was in Spanish. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Because before that, if you wanted to be an actor... You basically, from wherever you were born, you had to pick up and you had to go to North America, right? Mm -hmm. Like you had to go and then go to the Mecca, the big cities. Even Canada wasn't great for it. And now it's kind of cool to know that these actors from all over the world and producers and stuff could make good money staying in their own country. Yeah, that's true. And filming there. And I mean, that's kind of cool for all those people who otherwise would be like, ah, see a family, got to move across the world. From their perspective, but also from our perspective, because it's just... I mean, I find that at this point, so many of our movies and TV shows are very formulaic. Yep. And then you get something like Squid Games. It's totally different. You're just yes. like, this is, and not just, I mean, I mean, the, the, obviously the, the culture is different. So it, you get different settings, you get mm-hmm. different characters because of the cultural differences and stuff. And yeah. it's, it's so much more interesting to watch than I totally the agree. same story rehashed a million times. Like the movie Parasite, right? Yep. From South Korea, which was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And... Like I don't know if you would you would make that movie in English in America. So no, and as you said, like there's a lot of movies that I've been watching recently that are in Spanish and they're from wherever Spain or whatever, and you get to see as you like the culture, and it's not even intentionally part of the show, but you can see just how things are a little bit different there than how we do things here, just in regular day life, mm-hmm. right? Because you that. They're filming, and this is how reality is for them there versus how we do things. It's so cool. And characters act a bit different yeah. because of the, the different archetypes in, in different yep. cultures. And it's, traditions with cultures. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it very is super cool. cool. It's very refreshing. Love I agree. It. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, with gas spiking uh, so hard across the city, perhaps it's time to look at some other options in terms of moving our bodies, you know? Yeah. i got to turn my mic on. Yeah. That's what um, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, transit is an option, but it is. some people find transit a bit scary these days. Yeah, I mean, biking is an option, but it's very cold. So yes. let's be honest, that's not... What about carpooling? Another option. Yeah, I mean, if you're heading in the same direction, why not? Now that people are heading back to the office more and more, I'm like, maybe we should we should focus in on some carpooling. Seems like a good way to share the cost of the gas and everything else. Could you... Do you think we could help with this? Yeah, I mean, for people who don't like the idea of carpooling yeah it is a bit of a sell because i know people do like their own space as well but it is a great way to save money so it is we could make carpooling sexy Sexy. Ooh, are you into sharing rides (laughs) you can go it alone but it's always better with others (sighs) this should help you come mute Oh, <laughs> I've already got somebody in the front. Can you take the back? Maybe a little tight, but you could squeeze in there. Mm. What do you think? Should we pick up a third? 
Ooh, I'd love you to pick me up. You can even bring me home afterward. Ooh. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So I jokingly said the term chop chop to somebody recently, like chop chop. Do it quickly. Meaning like hurry up. Yep. And I got thinking, I was like, how did that come to be? And it's pretty condescending when you say that too. Like when you say it seriously, which I yes. wasn't, but it, it's not a nice thing to say. Nope. It feels like if, very rude. If you were to seriously say that to someone, it would, I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. So it started, we believe, from the Cantonese word cap which means to make haste, so to hurry. And when Englishmen traveled the Asian seas, they picked this word up and started to use it themselves, apparently. But instead of cap, they misheard it and they said chop. So they kind of picked it up from the actual Cantonese word, meaning hurry. And then this quickly, for some reason, became associated with class, meaning something that the upper classes were just saying would talk down to to say to somebody below them so it is it does kind of have like a rude condescending it kind of does history but this was used in the 1800s in novels and you can you can see that but by the 1900s chop chop actually became part of military jargon so there was an official chop chop signal that was used in the u.s army's handbook and it meant to hurry it meant hurry hurry and so it was a very official thing then. And so then it wasn't really about class. At that point, it was military jargon. Um, and during the Korean War is when the second meaning of chop came to be, which is slang for food or eating, right? Like we'll say like that's chop, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. And that's where the word chopsticks came from. Because they're sticks that you eat your chop with? Yes. Eating sticks, essentially. It translates to eating sticks. And it was all from the old Cantonese word. Thing is, we still use chopsticks to this day. And it's kind of become the official term of those sticks that... Even in Asia? Eating. I don't know about Asia. That's a good question. But we've used it basically universally now. And a lot of people feel that it's the correct term kind of for that. <laughs> when really it came from slang. It's Englishmen mishearing the word cap. And we're just like, ah, it's chopsticks. What I've learned from this etymology segment mm -hmm. is that, I mean, as we've done different words, is that so many of our words are mishearings right like something yeah. that was misheard and we're like well, that sounds like this and, we'll... and a big part of that too is because we didn't have universal spellings for things so somebody would hear a mm. word and then when we could write you'd write it just phonetically That's how you thought it was and i guess not everybody could read and write so. exactly mm. and then people would read that and they'd they'd say it a different way and yeah so that's where chop chop and chopsticks came there from. you go etymology with shauna vns in 20 minutes or less i was watching a movie with my two boys and uh the, f the female lead had like a real sultry walk you know kind of with her hips swaying back oh, and yeah. forth a real provocative gait mm -hmm. and my four-year-old Brigham, he said, she has the fancy woman walk. <laughs> I was like, a what? A fancy woman walk. Totally. A fancy woman walk. There are women who, oh yeah. It's funny. I remember thinking that when I was little too. Like, why do someone, some women walk different like that? Is that put on, Shauna? Is that? No, I think that's just how you walk. Naturally you, how you walk? You walk with confidence. You learn. So I, I've tried. I've tried <laughs> so hard to fix my walk. I walk like a penguin and I can't fix it. I've tried to look a little more attractive. When he, but yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I suppose maybe at first it's conscious, but you can, I think, train yourself just to, 
to walk more confidently, right? Yeah. And that's what that is. It's a swagger to your walk. It certainly is. And I don't know. Do you think you can really change your your gait? Or I is think it just, so. Yep. I slouch. That's the, the downside to me. I need to stand up straight. I walk. I honestly walk like a penguin. Like I, <laughs> I look like I'm about to fall over with my walk, and I've I've really tried to fix it, and I just can't. Actually, sometimes I do <laughs> almost fall over when I walk. There's just something about my balance that I can't figure. You kind of do. I kind of see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can snowboard really smoothly, strap a snowboard on, and I can manage my balance no problem. But when I'm walking, I am on the verge of falling over at all times. I have a friend who's really good at imitating how people walk. Oh, I love him. And it's it's such a interesting skill because you're like, yeah, you totally encompassed that person's movements and mannerisms. Then you realize that like everyone does. It's a big part of their personality. Like, um, I got one friend who walks like the alien from Signs that yes. shows up at that that kid's birthday party in Brazil yep. or whatever. Matt Matt Berry actually has a very unique walk. I find. Yeah, he kind of like leans into each step. Yeah, like, yeah. To, he walks like, like he's a, grooving and like he's listening to music with each step. Is how he looks. Kind Pretty of a cool. Yogi Bear walk. Yeah, You're, a little bit of a Yogi yeah. Bear walk. Second I, time I've referenced Yogi Bear on the show this it's week. It's true. Weird. I look like Bambi learning to walk for the first time. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all I got. So. Yeah, I wish there was like cool walking classes. You know. I'm well. There is, I'm okay. sure, in terms of like that would be part of almost an etiquette course, like a business course of some sort, because your walk will kind it's like of your handshake, right? Yeah, it is. It's something that is important to learn a better walk than. And people would say, "Damn, that's a cool walk." I don't think I could walk with my hips swaying to the side like that if I tried. I think I would, you know, like the fancy woman walk, like Brigham said. I think I'd throw my lumbar out of. If I tried that, I would 100% fall <laughs> You'd eat it, yeah. Yep. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but every time I hear the name of the new Batman movie, The Batman, I think it's somebody saying it wrong. <laughs> like, it reminds me of how Grandma talks about Facebook. You know, like, yes, dear, I just got the Facebook. That's what I hear every time I hear The Batman. Because I'm just so used to saying Batman that now when you hear The Batman, I'm like, nope. You're right, and I'm not familiar enough with like the comics or anything to go back and see. Like, is there is there precedence in the canon to call him the Batman? There must be. And there must be, I, absolutely. But it's funny because it's just been so long that we we haven't called him the Batman that now I'm I'm just like no, like no, how grandma. like how you're not supposed to say you know the Ukraine or the Arkells. It's just Arkells. It's the same thing to me. I'm like you you put an extra the there, and I don't like it. That one I'm not giving up. The Arkells. I have a hard time saying just Arkells. So that was me until I had to introduce them, and they were like, "Just a reminder, it's just Arkells." And I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." They were pretty, pretty, pretty clear about, about that. that. Yeah. So it just yeah. sounds awkward to me. I uh, I completely agree. That's the new song from Arkells. I know. You're missing a word there, man. Yeah, but this also sounds awkward to me. Does. You know, like I just you're sewering every grandma from this point forward because now it's always going to be the Batman, right? Like she's just this is gr- drilled into our heads now. So. She was right. She was right all along. Hey. It's kind of like how they all like our parents all called like the, everything was an iPod. You know, like every totally. every device to listen to music was an iPod, it's even true. if it wasn't. Yeah. Um. You're right. Or like even my dad's like, how do I Twitter? It's like I know, well, not like that for one. Well, that's. <laughs> You're off to a bad mom, start. I just, I just got the Instagram. You're like, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So I was learning about, uh, I'm, I'm learning about, you know, the world's smartest animals. Smartest animals. Yeah. And I learned about Betsy the Border Collie recently, uh, who is one of the smartest dogs that anybody has ever heard of or seen. But Betsy knew over a thousand words. 
So if her owner would go, hey, go get me the blank, she would be able to go into another room, pick it out, and bring it back <laughs> to the owner. Uh, wow. And then they were testing the limits of this. So um, I, I forget, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson that was interviewing the owner and dog, and they tried it with a new object. So he went and he hid this in a separate room and then said to her, go find this. And she was able to go find that toy and realize that this new word was associated with that toy as well. She could make that connection. She could make that, that connection, and she knew some verbs as well. So she she knew what find meant versus like <laughs> fetch. And I was like, that is crazy. Like, are border collies especially smart dogs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're known to be really really smart, but she is beyond obviously the regular normal border collie. So I thought you were going to say when Neil deGrasse, DeGrasse Tyson was interviewing Bessie the border collie. Yeah, he was <laughs> asking watch her. That. I would too. <laughs> I mean, she could almost communicate back. It's amazing. Uh, we were talking about carpooling earlier. We made carpooling sexy because yeah, that might be an option for people now that gas is so expensive and returning to work. Yeah. So carpooling dates back to the war, as many things do. Yep. It was a, a way to ration gasoline. Makes sense. And I'm looking at this poster. This was a, a propaganda poster from World War II in the United States. And it says, when you ride alone, you ride with Hitler. Join a car sharing club today. Holy button. I wish I could show you the poster. I can send it to you if you wanted. If yeah. you text me at 238-9929. But it's a guy, like a very 1940s guy driving with, he's got his hat on and his suit in an open top car. And then there's like the silhouette of Hitler in the passenger seat beside him. Oh my God, I see it. <laughs> that is. When you drive alone. Wow. You ride with Hitler. That is. So. I mean, that would be one way to maybe encourage car sharing. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more. <laughs> Any more on the nose than that? No, does my it? Like, God. That old propaganda—they didn't. It wasn't even subtle, was they don't it? Mess it was around. Just like, nope. If you're driving in your car by yourself, Hitler's there with you. You are. You're Holy with Hitler. Crap. So I mean, if you're listening to this in your vehicle right now, look around. Is there anyone else in the vehicle with you? Hitler is. If not, mm -hmm. maybe Hitler is. Ask yourself: Am I a Nazi? You've been listening to the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X 92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.